Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that is one week away from the start of football season and four hours away from Equalizer 3. Oh, oh yeah, Robert McCall is back. Oh, this he's time so he's excited. in Italy. He runs into some trouble he's so today. Excited. Josh Allen's Super Bowl window. Wide open, closed, or slightly ajar. Meanwhile, prediction week continues. Will a behind-the-back pass be the play of the year we discuss? And finally, is there a chance... Dak Prescott ends up atop the most motivational segment in all of sports. My favorite moment. It's the Bud List. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Bro, we know the Bud List has three candidates. Any chance there was someone on the bubble of the Bud List that didn't make it? Several. Several guys were on the bubble. Anyone you want to mention? Uh, I don't want to upset any of them. Because they were, you know, Aaron Rodgers. We start with the Bills Super Bowl window. Allen was asked about that window and basically said, thanks, but I'm not trying to hear that. Here he is with Adam Shine on Mad Dog. Take a listen. How would you describe it? How would you respond to that when people say the window is closing or even closed for the Buffalo Bills and the Super Bowl? Well, one thing I do know, it's, it's hard to win in this league. It's hard to win consistently in this league. But the type of men that we have in this facility, in this locker room, you know, it's a special group. So, you know, I don't really hear all that outside noise. I know the type of guys that we have, the energy and the juice that we can bring, and how special this team can be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, Wilds? Is that just you? Obviously not. Adam Shine's asking him about but it. Adam you know Shine Adam loves Shine. the Bills. Uh, yeah, but it's not like he and I text. He and I are both WAR Hall of Famers. Where I you used to work at Mad text. Dogs. No, I love text. Shine. Just I, every shine. morning, Super Bowl windows. <laughs> no, shine does a great job, and it was. And listen, he's one of the many Josh Allen friends in the media. Kyle Brandt, Adam Shine. I think we're going to hear from Josh Allen on a different radio interview later this segment. Doing a nice tour. Uh, listen, obviously. For this iteration of the Bills, the window is closed. They hope it reopens mm -hmm. at some point in the future. This is how Super Bowl windows work. They are not – they in, in my <laughs> lifetime as an adult watching football, there are only three quarterbacks ever who have had basically perma-open Super Bowl windows. Every year they were right there. Brady, Manning, mm -hmm. Mahomes. That's it. What are you confused? Rodgers? No, Rod I mean he didn't. He didn't open, go through the, the window. But the window's been open since he won a Super Bowl. I, I would, you I mean, would disagree mean? with you, but I can. Rodgers is maybe borderline. So if you want to say a fourth, with the Big Ben and the Steelers, 
They were consistently right there Mm -hmm. for the beginning of his career. Then from 2011 to 2015, they won one playoff game. Then it reopened. The hope is, by the way, that it reopens for Drew Brees and the Saints. They won a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. shortly after he got there. Then from 12 to 16, five years, they won one playoff game for the Packers with Brett Favre. Right when he got there, the first five years, they made the divisional round every single year. They made two Super Bowls. Then from 98 to 2006, they had two total playoff wins, zero conference championship game appearances. The Seattle with your BFF, Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, his first three years there, divisional round, Super Bowl win, Super Bowl appearance. The rest of his time there, three Total playoff wins, zero conference championship game appearances. The hope is that it reopens. But the idea that, oh, if you have a great quarterback, it's open forever. No, Phillip Rivers is damn good. Phillip Rivers, right when he gets to the Chargers, Mm -hmm. four years, all four years in the divisional round. They win 13 games one year, 14 games another. They won two playoff games the rest of his career. Cam Newton. Three straight divisional round appearances, a Super Bowl appearance, a 15-win season, a 12-win season. The rest of his career there, zero playoff wins. So, yes, it it is now closed, and you hope it reopens. I believe it will Why is it closed, though? Because they took the their best shot and missed. No, it's not, Brew. That's where we disagree. They, they, they've had a top five defense for several of the last few years. Do you think they years. have a top five defense this year? We're talking about this year. I think it's close. We'll <laughs> see. I mean, missing Von Miller, obviously, for the first four games. If he comes back in game five or midway through the season, they'll be fine do they, do they have a great defensive player other than Von Miller? I would argue no. I agree. They, they, it was it's open like when they had player. a great defense. It, I they think don't. it's still a good defense. Good. A very, okay. very good defense. Better yeah. than the Chiefs. Jordan sure. Now, I think that, like right. Like, it's better than play. the Chiefs' defense. And Josh Definitely Allen, better. I think, is a top-five quarterback. Stephon Diggs is a top receiver. Probably not top-five, but arguably in there, mm-hmm. you know, if he has a great year. So, here's – I think you make, I don't want to put words in your mouth, sure. but a lot of people think the windows close because of bad vibes. That's what no. a lot of people think. I, no, uh, look at Stephon Diggs. He's unhappy. Look at how Sean McDermott handled the first press conference. And, and all of that's true. All right. And you guys know I am a believer in vibes. Yeah, oh, all yeah. right? Not sports gods. That's too no, silly. No, no, but, but vibes, vibes is real. Because vibes is vibes interaction. Is vibes is chemistry. Oh, Do right. guys get along? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. If I had my druthers, I would rather you have good vibes than bad vibes. Yeah, naturally. But you know what? I would rather have bad vibes than no vibes. All right? Because bad vibes What's are emotion. That? And look, we have had plenty of teams. Sports history is littered. With championship teams or contending teams that had bad vibes. In fact, Buffalo, when they used to go to the Super Bowl, they went four straight years. There were some bad vibes. Thurman Thomas criticizing Jim Kelly publicly, and you had assistant coaches getting in fights in the film room. Like, you had some bad vibes. Heck, how many articles and reports were there about Brady at V. Belichick, you know, before they won their last Super Bowl? So, my point is – they, the, vi- the talent is there. I, the vibes okay. are what they Can are. I? But there's also a good vibe. Okay. Oh, my God. There's a good vibe. Sure. Okay. The good vibe is, God bless him, DeMar Hamlin. And I do wonder, Nick, I, don't, I can't quantify it. Nobody can really know. Mm-hmm. 
But I do wonder if what happened to him late in that season, game 16 against Cincinnati, if that really messed with the team, at least some of the players, because they had won seven or they won seven straight games to end the season. They did beat New England after that game. But the way they played in the playoffs, both games, even the win against Miami, they just looked bad. They looked off. And I wonder if that bothered some guys. And now Hamlin is back. That's got to be inspirational. So that, that's a the, good vibe. For I know, him. but he was back at that Patriots game. They torched us. And, no, but, specifically yeah, on special. And, they, but and the that's first you. Play, you guys weren't that hold good. Hold on, but the first play post that was a kickoff return touchdown, one of the special, most special, mo- memorable yeah. moments was a great in NFL moment. history. I just this is I, our fun. We have two, I think, fundamental disagreements about the Bills. That is really at this point, I think, only one. The one last year was is Josh Allen as good as the whole world thinks he is other than me. I obviously won that argument. The next question is this. I did. I, I, I just did. Because he last has, year. He didn't want to last, an MVP. Last year, Third? the question was, is he the best quarterback in football? No is one it, really thought what, that. Wilds. What, hold I on. didn't think he I was grew, better than Mahomes. Was I that, never thought hold he was. on a second. There, there were others that thought. I'll give the, you that. The, there were others. The, Not NFL me, but there were list, many. There were the, 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 Chris, Collin, Chris Collins there was on the broadcast. Tony Romo talked. He'll never it. let that they, go. No, the, the, the idea, not, what was it? Not his fault. The, the, no, but the, hold on. We're not going to. We're not going to do revisionist history and act like the big story last year of the NFL when it came to the Bills was. At worst, they have the second best quarterback in football, sure. and they might have the best. That was. It now seems silly, maybe, but it was Mahomes coming off his worst playoff moment, all of it. And Josh Allen got more credit for losing that playoff game than Mahomes did for winning it. All of that was the context. That one we now basically agree on. I think you have well, Josh I, as the I, fourth I best quarterback, ahead of, and I, I have him as the fifth best quarterback. Right. Whatever. The next question is, how talented is the team? They have a below-average offensive line. They have a below-average running game. They have one receiver you trust. They were so it, – it, their good tight end. Regular like season – Well, David. a good tight end and then a rookie tight end that one day should be good. Their defensive coordinator either just stepped away or got mm-hmm. deposed or whatever it is, despite the fact that they're a good regular season defense. They took their shot. They, they should have won the Super Bowl in 2021. They, they had the Chiefs beat, and I believe they would have beaten the Bengals, and I believe they would have beaten the Rams. The next year, the first game of the year, they crushed the Rams. They, took, they missed it, and now they have to revamp and retool. The hope for them is that they reopen the window because they have a very good quarterback. I think it's still open. It's open. It's it, it is so open. A bit of a scuttlebutt about Josh and Stefan. We've run this video ad nauseum. Uh, Josh remains optimistic, telling Pat McAfee, our communication's at an all-time high, just understanding some of our concepts better, making sure that we're talking, have an open line of communication. I love playing with the guy. Uh, We're going to continue to grow and get better, and I think this is going to be our best year yet. And here are the numbers from last year. Top five in both reception yards and touchdowns. So, Nick, are you buying best yet? Let me guess, no. No, the best year for both these guys was their first year together. 
That was the one year Josh Allen was a legitimate MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. That was the best statistical year of his career. It was the best statistical year of Stephon's career. Stephon had 1,500 yards and 127 catches. Josh had 4,700 yards, 37 touchdowns, only 10 picks, a 107 rating. That was the best Bills. That was the best Bills team start to finish. The highest peak they've reached was the very end of the following season, and we're coming off the lowest low they've had together. So no, I don't think that. I, that that we're about to see the best version. And I would argue that that team, one of the reasons Diggs was as dynamic was in when he first got there, other teams had to pay a little more attention to the number two in Emmanuel Sanders than they do right now, who Gabe Davis had the one monster playoff game against the Chiefs, and aside from that, has been a number three or four receiver throughout his career, at least the production of it. So no, I don't think we're going to see the best year yet from Diggs and Allen. Oh, it's very possible. All right, it's on the board and then some. All right, because Stephon Diggs, past few years, was being mentioned as what, like a top five receiver? Is that fair? Sure, yeah. Is he right now? No. I mean, he's right. He's not. So that's got to bother him. He's not old. He's still a great receiver, and he's got a great quarterback. And I think that quarterback, they're going to look to throw more. They don't want him running quite as much, especially the way he runs when he takes a lot of hits. A la Cam Newton, who, you know, career was cut short because of it. So I think he's going to be looking to throw the ball more. Diggs has something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder. So I do think these two could have their best year yet. Okay. Uh, they won uh, – the Bills have won the AFC East three years in a row. But – According oh. to Robert Sala. Oh, this is so good. You know, this is our this daily is so update. Y'all, yeah. What? Go here. Go here. You know, you enough. guys are so down on the Jets. It's well, unbelievable. Just, well, so you got to counterbalance the endless optimism emanating from Jet Life Field, <laughs> as Aaron Rodgers put it. Take a listen. The good thing is, yes, we are in a really tough division, but they all got to play us, too. So um, the mindset's always about us. It's about what we can bring, and it's about whether they can stack up with us. Sounds cocky, I get it, but you know you can't think of it any other way. We talk about owning the East, you know, and you, you got to win your division games. And the easiest path to the playoffs is to win the division, right? But uh, you know, again, it's one one game at a time. No, it's not one game at a time. It, <laughs> Actually, it you is. can't just you end about? your you can't no. end your press conference. Ah, it's one game at a time. Talk about owning the East. Anyways, they open up against the Bills. That'll be a loss. Jets are in second. Uh, as second far as the odds. odds. But the, Dolphins the, and then the mighty This Patriots. is, unbel- this is good, unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Robert Sala, forget his 11-23 overall record. Robert Sala has coached the Jets for 12 divisional games. They've won two of them. They've beaten Josh Allen in a great win last year mm-hmm. and Skylar Thompson. That's it. The Jets have finished in last place in the AFC East. Every year Sala's coached them. And seven of the last eight seasons. As far as owning the East, owning. let's just let's take a look at everyone who has ever owned the East <clears throat> and how many times they've done it. Love it. The Patriots 22. The Bills and Dolphins 13. The Baltimore slash Indianapolis Colts, which are no longer in the AFC East, have won it six times. The Houston Oilers, which have not existed as a franchise in 20 years, have done it as many times as the Jets. The Jets have won the AFC East. Twice since the merger, 98 and 02. That is the facts on the ground. They are slightly less successful in the AFC East than the Baltimore Colts. And so I don't, 
The idea that we are going to talk about owning the division, that we have been tenants of the seller for the entirety of our existence is laughable. It's laughable. That was a cute graphic. It was. All right, shout it. out Hard. Burt Jones of the Baltimore Colts. Lydell Mitchell Bunk Phillips and all that. That's right. And you know what we're about to hear from Brew? Vibes. A whole bunch of feelings. No, look. A whole bunch of feelings. Robert Sala gave you an example of head coaching 101. What? Gosh. All right. Of course, the ultimate goal is to get to the postseason and win the Super Bowl. But what do you have to do to do that? Make the playoffs. What's the best chance to do that? Win the division. Not be the Jets. Go talk to the head coach, Ryan Day at Ohio State, or, or Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. What are they going to say? We want to win the Big Ten. True. That's they what they're going to say. Michigan or Ohio it State. Is, they're Rutgers. So hold on. I don't know who but coaches you know Rutgers. What? Go ask him. They're, talk about, is he talking about winning the Big Ten? Rutgers or is he talking with, about being bowl They're eligible? Rutgers with Caleb Williams getting in the transfer portal and Aaron going Rogers to New Brunswick, Caleb New Jersey. Now? That's who they – is that uh, who he's he is? better than Caleb no, Williams. Uh, no. You know that. Okay. They got a Hall of Fame quarterback. They're supposed to be talking like these same old Jets. They got a Hall of Fame quarterback. They've got a top five defense that held at the end of the oh, year. Oh who is it? Jacksonville and Detroit and, and another top defense to 20 or fewer po- – top offense to 20 or fewer points. They lost those games. Because they didn't have any off- any quarterback. Okay. Their best running back was hurt. They were 5-2 and two before Brees Hall got hurt. Oh, my God. They got the Garrett Wilson. Hall. And you will continue to disrespect Garrett Wilson not- at your own peril, Nick Wright. I'm si- Look, the Jets, I, I don't even pick them to win the division. But all I'm saying – is for the head coach to have a Hall of Fame quarterback and a talented roster not to be think, to be saying anything but we want to win the East. Did Tom Brady is, would be wrong when Tom Brady went to the Bucks? That was perfect scenario, right? That's yeah. exactly what well, the Jets want to follow that path. Yes. Did Tom Brady and the Bucks start off like gangbusters out of the shoot six and zero? No. So but why doesn't Robert Sala say, all right, that was the path, and man, this was really difficult. It's one game at a time, and that's all we're going to talk about. But, all right, we're going to own the East. you got to think about the trophies. Oh, we're gonna- And you're taking own the East, they mean one year, or while Rodgers is there. Yeah. They don't mean for the next two yeah, decades. Yeah, yeah, what we're is not talking about a, a dynasty. While Aaron Rodgers yeah, is no, there. They're talking about winning, winning the division the this year. Right. Is we're going to own winning the East. Winning our division this they year. They talk more about success than the Chiefs And do. here was the yes. reason Here was the reason that Tampa Bay didn't talk or didn't start well. You know that. They didn't give Brady the keys to the offense. He's like the Jets have given Roger. You know that. Brady, it's midway through the year. They started listening to Brady, and that's when they took off. Go ahead. I, I can't. I can't. The Jets are listening. I, can I just say something? I know, one it's, other thing? it's sad. It's tough to f- fathom or handle Bro, that if, they're going to be better at than the Patriots. At some point, if one team has beaten another team, 15 times in a well, row. That's Chief but Brees Hall, Tom Brady they're like, wow, they won five games with Brees Hall. We won 15 straight games. Is Tom Brady it's walking through that last, door? Hold on. The last six. Tom Julian Brady, Edelman, your favorite receiver? The last, two. the last six have not been Tom Brady. They have not been Tom Brady. Have they been Aaron Rodgers? The, no. They had, okay. Listen, and Mike White, sudden, Zach no, Wilson. I, I get I, I get all of that. Sam Darnold, your guy, your beloved. Uh, no, I, no, listen, I, that's the only – this is – the last point I'll make. Because we didn't even get into the show today that Aaron Rodgers did the Jet Life Stadium thing. And, and, and they are courting all of the hype. That's right. And if they, they win, 
it will be as glorious of a bleep you to everyone, and they will get to say if to anyone that doubted them, you idiots. We, we had the worst quarterback situation in the league. We brought in one of the best quarterbacks ever, and you doubted us. We called our shot, and we got it. But if they don't, and if they fall as short as I think they're going to fall, they are going to have to own the fact they courted these expectations right. in a way that the Rams didn't when they brought in Stafford, the Broncos didn't when they brought in Russ, the Bucks didn't even immediately when they brought in Brady. I think that's a mistake would, would, for the worst franchise in the NFL. Okay, they with respect to the they've Browns, courted it to a degree, but would you would you admit both of you that a lot of this is one? They're in New York City. You can't avoid it. It's going to be blasted sure. and magnified. Part of it. And two, they were put on hard knocks. They didn't want to go on hard knocks. Yeah. They were put on there, and Fine. you know, yeah. their like confidence the, the, is showing. The Giants thing, this new clip of of Aaron Rodgers saying, "Don't poke the bear." That's you don't hard think knocks. he's talked like that his whole career? I know, but now that after the bye, that Jets, that Giants, Jets will be circled. The Broncos game is circled. The Cowboys game's obviously circled. The Patriots game is circled. Oh. Monday night I'm football sh- opening night is circled. Yeah. They got a lot of people saying, you know what? We have to beat the Jets. And good news. It's, it's, you will. <laughs> uh, coming up, Prediction Week continues next on FS1 in the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Oh, more behind the back passes. <laughs> Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh, welcome back to a very recognizable show. It's Predictions Week, day four. These predictions, mind you, are set in stone, and we will be staked to them for the rest of the year. We turn our attention to superlatives. We've got a lot to get to. We start with Super Bowl contender, most likely to miss the playoffs. Here are the betting faves. Stand by, betting faves. Kansas City Chiefs, our Chiefs, come on. Then the Eagles, Bills, Bengals, 49ers, Cowboys, Jets, and Ravens. So, Nick, most, uh, no, Super Bowl contender, most likely to miss the playoffs. Is who? So, I believe the Jets are going to miss the playoffs, but I also don't believe they're a Super Bowl contender. So even though they are on the odds, I am not going to include them in this. My answer is a team that I like and that I'm a big fan of their coach and their front office and their, and their quarterback personally. But I don't think this year is going to go well for them. The Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, bro. I, we keep hearing that, the, the, oh, this is the best receiving core. The Ravens have had since Lamar's there, which is kind of like being like, that's the most money I had in my bank account my freshman year of college. Doesn't mean it's a lot. Just mean it's the most I'd had. Maybe Shots it's good. Fired no, at OBJ. No, no, so OBJ, a, a year removed from another injury. Zay Flowers, who I understand was awesome in college, but is a rookie, so we mm-hmm. have to see it. And then Bateman, who we are yet to see turn, have show he can the, play if he's the promise. Right, but the, a lot of ifs there. Mm-hmm. 
Also, aside from Roquan Smith, I think this is maybe one of the weaker Ravens defenses of the last few years, which, again, the Ravens defenses, that's, are, that's a high standard already. We know the old offensive philosophy worked. We don't know that this one will, I, and they're in a brutal division. I could see it going horribly for them. Okay. I've got the Ravens definitely in the playoffs, and I'm like you, Nick. I did not consider the Jets, even though I think they'll make the Super or the playoffs. Yep. I didn't consider them as, as a, a top a contender. Flight contender, right? So I would have gone with them had I of those eight teams. Um, I went with the Bills. <laughs> this guy. No, this guy. I, seriously, we just went to war I, I, about the Bills Super Bowl window, and oh, now look at this. Two, look at two this things guy. can be true. Look at this guy. Two things what? can be true. That One, windows wide that open they are the a playoffs? Super Bowl contender, uh-huh. and two. Of Cincinnati, uh-huh. Baltimore, uh-huh. and Kansas City, uh-huh. I think those three teams have a better chance of making the playoffs. Well, it's, than just the AFC. So two things. There's the NFC true. too. The yeah. window. Well, the, there's only three in the NFC: Dallas, uh, San Francisco, and Philly, and none of them are make, missing the playoffs. Uh, uh, Dallas is missing the playoffs. <laughs> Even a chance they miss the playoffs. Yeah, there's a chance they, that the guy who led the league in interceptions oh, misses the playoffs. The, they, they're not missing. Bruce, the playoffs. So Buffalo. The Bills. I got them winning the division. You, you got them super I had to wide open and missing the I playoffs. didn't want to extend the list of contenders halfway through the league, okay. so I went with the Bills. Okay. I'm objective. Yeah, you know, I'm Mr. Objective. Mr. Objective. Mr. Objective. You I am Mr. Objective. You got to produce. If you want love from me, you got to produce. Right. It, it, it is so dangerous to be liked on this team. You yeah. like the Bills, but they're out. Yeah, you like is. the Ravens, but they're out. Yeah. You're, you're wrong about the Jets. I think you're right about the Ravens. I'm going to go with a different team. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And I think it all hinges on, on Tua. And to me, if, if Tua can stay healthy, then, then things are going to – that they've got a chance, and, and I like where they are and a lot of the things they've done. I just don't believe that he's going to be able to stay healthy, even though he didn't get sacked that much and he's worked on you know, taking hits. Quality. You just can't predict it, and when you've had that many concussions, the odds are you're probably going to get I, I would have, again, gone with Miami. That's a team which you, you probably would have. No, I have considered him a contender. I have Miami winning okay, the division. Okay, so you, uh, yeah. I, I, oh, he I agree with you on that. Yeah, I can He just hates the Jets. Next category. <laughs> most likely to break a record this season. Mahomes got most total yards passing and running. Here are some, you know, Peyton's record still out there. Eric Dickerson. Um, Josh Jacobs Shout came out to Eric Dickerson, but that record still stands. Getting it done. Shout out to the neck guard, too. Arguably yeah. the greatest. Uh, and then Calvin Johnson, yeah. of course. So, Nick, who do you have most likely to break a record? Consecutive wins by a team. Playoffs and regular season combined. It is 21. Coach Eric Mangini was a part of it. The last time the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they ended that season on, a, I think, a six-game winning streak. They then won the Super Bowl. They had a stretch of 25 games where they went 24-1. and one. Mm. The one loss was to the Raiders. The Raiders then did laps around the stadium, and the team has still not recovered from that sure. spitting in the face of the football <laughs> gods. We'll see if they ever do. The Chiefs this year, they beat Buffalo. They tie New England's record at 21 in a row. That would be to get to 13-0. and the very next week on national television, Coach, Love it. they go to Foxborough. Don't think the NFL, when the NFL, you think this is a coincidence or you think the NFL knew the Chiefs might start out 13-0. <laughs> Let's have the record breaker be it's at a battle New England. for the head of the AFC so East. The, they 15. are, by the way, this is, oh, Nick, you're a homer. 
Well, are the old men in the desert homers? Because the Chiefs are favored in every single game they play leading up to that New England game where they are also favored. So they break the record. That's the most likely record to fall. No chance. No and, chance? And you know I like the Chiefs. No. Oh, yeah. He loves everybody. He likes everybody. No, the Chiefs. I'm the on. Who's the who's the record <laughs> on the record guy that said Patrick Mahomes the best ever? You are. Tell you, it's not Nick. It's Jordan me. Us. All right, that's right. All right, so I've got Justin Fields. My 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 record was not up there on that graphic, but here's another graphic for you. Justin Fields most yards rushed for by a quarterback in a single season. Oh, he was only 43 yards short. Or was it, what is that? 60, 63. 63 yards short you, last year, and he only played 15 games. So I think he's going to be running again this year. I know they've tried, they've improved a little bit, but he's still going to have to get out and use his legs. Still might be a better runner than passer at this point yep. in his career. So I think Justin's going to be running That's a good one. wild. So I think he's going to break the record. So Nick is right. Kansas City is going to break a record this season. It just won't be that record. It's going to be the scoring record. And so Peyton Manning in 2013, that offense had 606 points. And I think the Chiefs are going to have to surpass that just based off of of the information that Nick gave us yesterday where defense really isn't important. (laughs) Chris Jones really isn't important. They've got a defensive line that is combined for one sack per seven games. So that's going to be an issue. And they faced nine teams that are fairly prolific offensively. So they're probably going to have to score about 40 points a game, at least till they get Chris Jones back, which puts him in line to break the scoring record. So, the Chiefs, so you have the Chiefs being the highest scoring offense in NFL history? Highest scoring offense in NFL and history. And you think I'm going to be upset that. about this? Be under- but, I'm good with that. Good job. But, good job, Coach. We got to move on. But, I agree. This is a great take. They will not beat this is, the New England Patriots record. This is a great take. <laughs> this was a great take to Leah. Uh, next up, a little bit of a curveball because these are the coach of the year faves. Caffeinated Dan Campbell in at number one. What a, what a ride this is. Sean Payton is number two? Yeah. Wow. Making the playoffs. Come on. Doug Solid low. Um, the team most likely. So here's the curveball. We're going to do the opposite. Who's most likely to make a midseason coaching change? Oh, that one's easy. The New York Jets. Uh, it's Ooh. on the board that they could go into the first annual Nat Hackett Bowl, Jets-Broncos 0-4. And... If that happens, all that all it's going to take there is for the Patriots to beat them for the 15th straight time because they're going to lose to Buffalo, they're going to lose to the Cowboys, and they're going to lose to the Chiefs. If that happens, the seat will be not hot but scorching immediately. Later in the year, they have a Monday, Black Friday stretch of at Buffalo and Miami. They lose two games in five days. The last one, a standalone game on Black Friday on national TV. Then have a little extra time before their next game. A coaching change could be made there. They could be like four and seven if things really go poorly for them. So I think Robert Sala is the answer. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. If it it does go south for the Jets. I got Josh McDaniels, which might be obvious. It's already happened to him once in Denver Mm -hmm. when he started three and nine. They've got to win their first game. Because they open with Denver. Must win week one? Well, because here's the thing. Hold on. <laughs> I love it. No. What? I love it. But here's the thing. They follow up with Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers. Yeah. So if they don't win the first game, there's a decent chance they start 0-4. Like and then it. that's when 
it could it could, it could be well if real, that happens well, yeah, real trouble solid, no, I, that would if be a very early coach firing but yeah yeah i happens. mean i don't think it'll happen after yeah. week four but i'm saying it'll In set route. the tone for a bad yeah. season look i don't i don't think you're right nick because the jets aren't going to start 0-4 and but if they did yeah that would be problematic for him and i think josh is probably protected by his contract i don't think that the las vegas raiders have that kind of cash flow to really move on from Keep that many coaches yeah, that many coaches and I don't love this topic, just for the, for the record. And I think Ron Rivera is, is a very good coach. I think he's in an extremely difficult situation. When a new owner comes in, they pay $6 billion for a team, and they want to change everything about it. One thing they're going to want to change is, is the Their coaching own coach. staff. And so if they, don't, if they don't have success, and look, he hasn't had a winning record since he's been there. They went 500 uh, last year. But but that could be a, a real issue, and and this guy is tough. The guy, the new owner, is tough, and 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 is going to have very high expectations. That's fair. Yeah. Also, Kevin Durant on both teams, like a little money. Williams. <laughs> Kevin Durant loves the Commanders. Uh, all right. Say so we saved the best for last. He's practiced this for three years now, and has promised us personally that he will eventually break this out. We're talking about the behind-the-back pass, obviously. Brew, who's most likely to make the play of the year? Well, Mahomes is certainly up there, obviously. But I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Oh. And I think it'll be with his legs. We talked yesterday, Coach, about if they throw the ball successfully outside the numbers, I don't think it would be a planned run. But a scramble where, you know, they got to pay attention to those receivers downfield. Lamar could do something uh, like Vic against the Vikings. Fine, something famous yeah, where I guys see run into each something, other. Something uh, coming from him. So I got Lamar. <laughs> I'm going with Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is a much younger version. Still willing to run a lot. They're willing to use him as a runner. He broke Michael Vick's record with 178 yards against the Dolphins, and it was close to Kaepernick's. And and there's going to be a lot of those plays again this season with more weapons across the field. So it could be him scrambling around. Madden style and then making some unbelievable throw down the field. All right, those are both great answers. I, but to me, we it, those are things we have seen to a degree. Something we haven't seen really, but we've gotten teasers of, is are the Chiefs going to run a lateral offense? Kelsey did this five years ago, mm-hmm. and people thought it was crazy. That was in the AFC title game and a designed play. Are the Chiefs going to all of a sudden start to have laterals worked into the offense so you really have to defend all 53 yards? No. I want to (laughs) believe that, but I don't think they have to do that in order to be great. So because of that, I am instead going to go with the person who had the play of the year last year, back-to-back Chandler Jones. (laughs) Bam! (laughs) There you go. Chandler Jones, two-time defending play of the year. There it is. That is a great play. That's why people are tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see that one coming. It's been a long time. There's a big setup just to get there. Did a whole lateral video just to get your guard down. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. 
All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Jonathan Taylor is still on the Colts, but you won't see him for at least four weeks. Was a report that the Packers made an offer. I like that. Uh, But it was a no-go. Here's Colts GM Chris Ballard. And what sucks, I mean, the situation sucks. I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It, it, It just, it does. And it's, it's where we're at, and we've got to work through it. And we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. They're repairable. What? <laughs> what are you doing? I just... <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Well, he must not be pulling the strings. I guess not. Or, or you want to go first, say, bro? How do you see this playing out? I don't really think Jonathan Taylor has much of a choice but to play. Um, I mean, if he's hurt the entire season, then his contract just tolls. And next year, you know, he's not a free agent in the summer. So I think if he comes back after he's off, assuming he's healthy, his, he has to go out and say, let me have the best year I can. Now, there's a risk because he might not play well. Because the team's not going to be very good, so that's risky. But if he goes out there and plays well, he gets his $4 million this year. And even if Indy franchises him, that might be the most money he gets on the market. If he doesn't play, he won't prove to teams that he's back from the ankle injury. Mm. And so I think on the open market next year, if he didn't play, what's he going to get? A one-year $7 million deal or something like that? So he's in a tough position but hopefully he can go out and play well enough where he can get either a long-term deal or even a franchise tag. And I, I agree with Ballard. Relationships are restorable. And LeBron, look, this is what I'll say to Jonathan Taylor. Put business before personal stuff. Remember LeBron went back to Cleveland? I mean, the things Dan Gilbert, the owner, said about him were far worse than what Jim Irsay said. And LeBron said, you know what? Business, never personal. And it was the greatest championship of his career. So that's what I would say to Taylor. Put that stuff aside and do what's best for your bottom line. Yeah, this is hard to see it it playing out in a positive way unless the owner is willing to change his philosophy. Because remember, he he talked about potentially putting him on the non-football injury list, which would have meant he wouldn't have gotten paid. And now this is pushed off to where he's not playing for four games and a player could come back and he could have a – you know, a back strain. He, there's a lot of things that can prevent you from playing week to week but still allow you to get paid. I don't know if he's going to go that route, but the whole situation is difficult. You've got Anthony Richardson there 
who is a boomer bust player, but he has the best chance of being a boom player with a really good running game. And that 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 combination of two young explosive players could be great for the organization, but they're not allowing that part to, to happen. And with Chris Ballard, he yeah, it sucks, but you, you're the GM, and, and everybody's expecting you to make some type of decision or, or find some sort of solution. Correct, but it does seem like the real conflict is not between Ballard and Taylor. It's between Ursay and right. Taylor. And that's a tough one because you have Jonathan Taylor, who worked his entire life, was amazing in college, mm-hmm. great player, could have won the Heisman, great player for the Colts. Remember him? He bought the whole team Rolexes when he sit on the rushing records, done everything right, and worked really hard to get here. And Jim Mercy, who worked really hard to inherit this team from his dad. And so it's just like, I don't know which side I'm going to fall on on that. But there's nothing Chris Ballard can do. And I do believe this. Ursay is standing on principle in the worst spot possible. You have finally made a decision that might allow you to turn the page from a stomach punch of Andrew Luck retiring and Anthony Richardson, that draft pick. I don't know if he's going to be great or not, but I know the upside is there. One of the reasons Andrew Luck retired was because his whole career didn't have a reliable offensive line or running game, and he got, the, he got beat up. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. And you don't want that to happen to Anthony Richardson. So if there was ever a time to maybe overpay a bit, even in a market where running backs aren't getting paid, it's when you have a raw, in-his-prime running back. And instead, you're going to throw Anthony Richardson out to the Wolves. And so I thought the Colts could have been in a pretty decent position. And now this seems to be throwing it off. And I don't think the GM wants to do it. I think the owner, like you've said, like you can't do. If the owner wants it, you just got to take the bullets for him and go with it. I think it's a brutal spot for the fans of that. Team. But it's not even just about over overpaying. It's also about alienating. You, you've gone from the extreme of, yeah, you don't want to pay him, but now you're also going to publicly put him in a position yeah. where he's got to bow up to some degree because you, you've made this a, a community issue as opposed to just a Colts issue. James Harden time. Not, that's not the tease. You show up. Oh, wow. 220 yards. Like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, prediction week continues. Offensive player of the year next. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Thanks for joining us. Tune in tomorrow, the conclusion of Predictions Week, and we go for the big ones, Super Bowl and MVP. Mm. I cannot wait. And guess what? I'm, we're going to debut a lot of playoff stuff. It's going to be fantastic. Be Wilds full playoff bracket Sounds gets revealed. You know what? Everyone's been clamoring for it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they have. Clamoring. I haven't been able to sleep. Uh, yeah. Several <laughs> people have. Five active players have won Offensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas, and friend of the show, Patrick Mahomes. Here's the odds this year. Jamar Chase in the league, followed by Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey. Et cetera, et cetera. Justin Fields always on everything nowadays. Yeah. Tyreek. Uh, Nick, who do you got? First of all, shout out to Wiles. While he was doing that read, I accidentally started playing footsie with him. You couldn't even tell. <laughs> my <laughs> apologies. Good job, buddy. It's just a true pro's a very pro. Close set. I was stretching my legs out onto the desk. I was like, what is moving down there? It was Wilds' feet. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, all right, coach, I've worked with you now for six years. Mm-hmm. May, no, longer than that. Because before the show even existed, you and I did, did a few podcasts together. Seven years. And you have taught me. <laughs> going on and on. Like you're kicking my feet. You're going to, sorry. Remember apologies. that one day? Yeah, we had dinner. You've taught me to not be too early on guys, to trust the established guys, and to not anoint people too early. Caleb Williams. And I've wanted to listen to you. I know you did. Not really, but. Right. But B. John, you've gone it. the opposite. But B. John Robinson <clears throat> is going to follow in the footsteps of. Edger and James, whose rookie year had 1,500 rushing and 500 receiving. Or Clinton Portis, who had 1,500 rushing and 400 receiving. Marshall Falk, who had 1,200-500. Saquon, just a few years ago, who had 1,300-700. He is going to be the engine that drives the Atlanta Falcons to the playoffs. He is going to be far and away the best running back in football. I believe he is going to have, to be clear, 2,000 yards from scrimmage, not 2,000 yards rushing, but 2,000 yards rushing and receiving. And I think that will be enough to win Offensive Player of the Year. I am picking a rookie to win Offensive Player of the Year. I have a quick question there. Yeah. Remember when we had all the hype about Kyle Pitts in Atlanta and we were going crazy for Kyle Pitts? And then halfway through the season, like, is Kyle Pitts playing? What's going on? (laughs) Do you trust Atlanta to utilize their offense? Yes, because one of the reasons Kyle Pitts wasn't as potent was because they didn't want to throw the ball as much as we thought they would. That's fine now. They're just going to hand the ball to B. John Robinson and throw it to him out of the backfield. I like B. John Robinson for this. I think we'll have a great year. I think was. I think Earl Campbell was he the last rookie? Did any of those guys win? No, offensive not player? one offensive. I think player Earl Campbell was the last rookie to win Offensive Player of the Year. That was 1978, so that'd be something. I got Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to go 1,000 rushing, 1,000 passing or receiving. Last year, almost did it. He came within 300 yards, and that was with Baker Mayfield at quarterback for six games. All right, so imagine him with Brock Purdy. 
for an entire Didn't he season. He brought He's got Purdy for six games as well last year. No, but those were the six he he came close oh, to getting okay, getting it. the mark. Got it. He's got a lot of weapons, which some might say could work against him, but I think it'll open things up for him more. I see a lot of short passes that he turns into big games, so I got Christian McCaffrey. He's got to stay healthy, obviously. That's yeah, I, I like your Christian McCaffrey pick. I don't know if I like it because it's Brock Purdy versus Baker Mayfield, but, and, <laughs> and I do worry about his injury. I really like B. John Robinson as well. It's just hard to get that, that distinction that, that early, but I do like Atlanta and then the way they run the ball. But I'm going to go back to Kansas City, and I'm going with Patrick Mahomes wow. as my offensive player of the year. Because he's going if he's no, MVP, no. he did win play. it before. I didn't say he's going to okay. be MVP. I said okay. he's going to be offensive player of the year. And I know in recent history, the offensive player of the year hasn't been a quarterback. Right. But prior to that, four out of five offensive player of the years were quarterback, including Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. in, what, 2018? Yeah. So with, with the amount that he's going to have to score this season to overcome the, the defense, <laughs> with, the young, with the young receivers and, and really only Marcus Valdez-Scantling as an established guy, he's, he's going to have to be what he was in 2018, and I think he has a chance to be. Now, I don't know what that will translate into in terms of total wins, but he's going to have to the be story special. The storyline is Coach, everybody's trying to become a Mahomes guy these days. No. You're trying to become a Mahomes right. guy. I'm trying well, to become a Mahomes guy. I'm saying, I'm saying it's by necessity. Well, that's you know what? I'm saying this is necessity. This is they're, they're going to necessity have to is score. the mother of invention. Yes, Isn't that something have people to score. say? Yeah, that? that's not. That's not <laughs> what? It's talking something people say. So is he MVP too or no? That's tomorrow's show. Well, you know what? What it seems. When it it has become like the award, the Second offensive place. player that's not a quarterback. Yeah. But when quarterbacks were getting it, sometimes you remember you had running backs winning MVP sometimes. Yeah, and, so and sometimes and, and it's double dipped. Coach's I, point I'm was Mahomes double, double dip. dip. At all. Okay. I'm just saying he's going to be It'll be second. What he's going to say tomorrow is that the team's record isn't going to be good enough for him to win MVP, so it's got to go to someone else. But Mahomes can get all the scoring great records. Tease. That's I, fine. I, I love the way that Nick has <laughs> I'm, established I'm, I'm what I'm going to say tomorrow. <laughs> I am, I'm into your brain. Coming up in four minutes, the most motivational segment ah, in all yes. sports. It's uh, the Bud List. Buckle watch up. your feet. Uh, motivated. I'm sorry. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. We're in the middle of Predictions Week, and we are now uh, starting the most motivational segment in all sports. It's the Bud List. Also time where we read some viewer mail. We can just get bundles and bundles of mail for the year 2023. I got a special letter here. I'll read it once I get my letter writing music reading. <laughs> you do Not that writing. every week. I don't write you the You don't letters. write the letters. No. Why would it be letter writing music? I have no idea. You don't know what these people are listening to no when clue. they're writing the letters. They just unstamped envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long one. Dear Wilds, love the show. The start of a new school year is upon us. Brew, do you have any suggestions for a sensible wardrobe for the first day of school? Sincerely, Don. I don't know. Do you have any sensible wardrobe suggestions? I, I, I wore a nice little school outfit today. Oh, oh, <laughs> a little did. polo shirt, <laughs> jeans. And Don't green. Uh, Do we not have a top picture? Size. I, that I, shoes. I that we had a big boss in town. Bruce comes to work in a hoop and shorts and a king t-shirt today. <laughs> he looked like he was auditioning to be first mate at Wild's Yacht Club. <laughs> Unbelievable. I dress appropriately <laughs> for what would be the Our boss was here. Our boss was here. Sorry. Oh. I don't know how Dawn knew that. You should have had a picture. I know. They, they must have seen me. They live down the street. Yeah, that's right. They must have seen me walking up. All right, here we go. This is very motivational this nice. week, too. At number three, Jerry Goff. Ooh. Now, look, I get it. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But, Coach, you might agree with me. I mean, this is a guy that I think is very disrespected as a quarterback. Mm. You never, despite his Super Bowl appearance, Three Pro Bowls. Remember in L.A., he one of the most historic offenses in recent memory uh, when they did get to the Super Bowl that year. Last year, he had a great year. And you never see him even like in the discussion, really, for any of these top ten lists. So I believe that Jared Goff, and, and he finished last year 324 straight passes, no interceptions. So he's actually got a shot at maybe – chasing Aaron Rodgers' record down. But anyway, um, there are expectations now on the Lions. So everything he did last year, no expectations, no no one thought the Lions could do anything. Now there are people expecting them to make the playoffs uh, for what, the first or win the division first time since 1993, get their only their second playoff win since 1957. Mm. Think about that. And uh, Jared, if you do it, I believe you will start getting the respect that a lot would say you deserve. If you don't, people will say, see, I told you, he's not built of the right stuff. He's just a so-so quarterback. All right, at number two, Deshaun Watson. And now, look, a few years ago, the world was Deshaun's oyster. All right, Uh, he was a great quarterback. Looked like he might even be headed toward a Hall of Fame career. And because of his own horrible decisions, no question about that, Now um, he is an afterthought. And um, he has to come out this year. It did work out for him financially, even though all the bad decisions he made. Financially, he got the best quarter, uh, best contract in NFL history somehow. Five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed. But with that contract comes expectations. 
And we gave you a pass last year. Six games, you hadn't played in a year and a half. We get it, you weren't supposed to look good. But now, you are expected to. And people want you to lead the Browns to their second playoff appearance in the last 20 years. Who led them to the first, bro? Some guy. I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, a maid? Bait, a maid? Some, somebody like that? Baker Mayfield. But, it, but anyway, it would only be their fourth playoff appearance since I graduated from college in nearby Oberlin, Ohio, which really wasn't that long ago. Wasn't that long ago. Maybe I shouldn't have used that one. But anyway, Deshaun, go ahead. And um, I I believe you still got some good years in you. You're only 28 years old. You got to go ahead and have a great year. It's a tough division. There's no doubt it's a tough conference. But if you're the guy you were a few years ago, then you can uh, resurrect your career. All right, at number one, Dak Prescott, right? I mean, it's obvious. All week long, people have been talking about Trey Lance, even Nick saying, I gotta give him a package. Yeah. Gotta give him a package. Everybody thinks Trey Lance is gonna take Dak Prescott's spot. I think that's kind of crazy, but Dak is under pressure because the, the conference is weaker than it's been in a long time. The other top quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, absolutely legit. Brock Purdy was great last year, but come on, he's Mr. Irrelevant a year ago. Dak, if you're who you're supposed to be, you should at least get this team to that NFC title game that they haven't been to in nearly 30 years. You should even have a shot at getting them to the Super Bowl. If you don't, because of the noise about Trey Lance, because you want this big contract, I don't think your time up would be up in Dallas, but the pressure would really be on you. So, Dak Prescott has to go out and have a great year, lead them at least to the final four. I think he can do it, but um, he's got to go out and prove it. No, nope. tepid belief. Yeah, this is tepid. more indictment than an inspiration. This really, but, but I what, I, what I will say though is this list is is definitely closer to the regular season list. It's more refined. It's more nuanced. Oh, you took you, some Coach. shots at Nick, and you did a really nice invitation. <laughs> so it, it, we've gotten through the preseason list, and, and this is this is pretty close Thank to the regular you, season list. I'm going to add some though, one of your favorites, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. And, oh, and, and here here's here's why. And we talk about quarterback wins, and I know that's a big step for you. Yeah. But Jimmy goes on a <laughs> podcast or an interview, and he talks about the importance of a fresh start, or you've got a fresh start. And then, for some reason, he's going to take a shot at the 49ers, and, and you don't really need to do that. So now you put the onus back on you to show that you would have been the right decision if they had kept you. Mm. So you bring yourself back into a conversation that you weren't really part of. Now, the other thing, the, the third thing is Brew talks about the, quarter, or the head coaching situation, and this is a relationship that you've had with Josh McDaniels. You've been in his system. You understand how the system works. You should be very effective in it. And and Brew wants to get Josh fired. So you have a chance, have a chance to save Josh's job after Josh believed in you That's as right. strongly as he did. So yeah, on the list. Yeah, Jimmy always has a built-in excuse, though. You. No, you're no. the excuse maker for him. Injuries. Okay, but fragile bones. Oh, I mean, fragile. really, like he, he might. He, he, we all think, you know what? He probably got about <laughs> seven games in. Fragile bones. What are you oh, saying? He needs to drink more milk. Something. Sorry. Was a rye. Before I show you mine, do you guys remember last year? I even brought it up today. I kept hammering the point that Josh Allen got more credit 
for losing a game than Mahomes got for beating it. Yeah, we didn't believe that. We just kind of let it go. Okay, but it was true. (laughs) Something similar has happened, at least on this show, with that Chargers-Jags playoff game. And I am putting Justin Herbert on the list, which is I have heard more criticism for Trevor Lawrence's play in that game for coming back from down 27-0 than for Justin Herbert, who blew the fourth-largest lead in NFL playoff history. Justin Herbert now has the largest contract in NFL history. He already had two good to very good wide receivers. They spent their first-round pick on another one. Last year, they spent in the offseason a ton of money on their defense. Those guys are all back healthy. He got a brand-new offensive coordinator. So uh, people that were blaming Staley's head coach and offense for hurting him. Kellen Moore was an offensive coordinator. See, Dak Prescott throw for nearly 5,000 yards, throw for nearly 40 touchdowns. He has the money. He has the experience. He has the weapons. He has the offensive system. What he doesn't have is a postseason victory. True. What he doesn't have is consecutive uh, playoff appearances. What he doesn't have is really any of the pelts on the wall to go along with what everybody says about him, which is one of the best quarterbacks in football. I do believe Justin Herbert's excellent. You guys know for two straight years I've said the Chargers are the team that scare me as a Chiefs fan more than anyone because Mm -hmm. of the familiarity and because those games are always close. But at some point, you've got to produce on a high level late into January. We're yet to see that. Justin Herbert, there's no more excuses for him at this point, so I'm putting him on the ball. That's a good one. Very true uh, about Justin Herbert. I mean, everybody seems to have him in the top five as far as quarterbacks, but he's got to have more postseason success. Got great weapons, so yeah, that's a good one. All right, finally, Brew, I'm going to take a little dip into the NBA, and shout out to Mark Spears, who gave us the best Ben Simmons interview maybe I've ever read in my life or in Ben Simmons' career. Ben Simmons basically outlined how bad his back was and gave us several awesome quotes that I will read to you now. (laughs) One, this is the best I've felt in like two years. That's good news, Ben. For me to come back and dominate people will be great. Fantastic. Hey, remember I was always like, hey, man, you should play in the Olympics. It turns out his back hurt, but now the Olympics are coming up. He's not currently playing with Josh Giddey. Yeah, for sure. Olympics, yeah, 100%. That's what I want to do next year. So he's in on the Olympics. What's he working on, you might ask? Touch, shooting, pull-ups, spot-up threes, just everything. When I'm allowed to be who I am and move how I need to move, I will be in a good place. The sky is the limit. Ben Simmons, my friend, I believe in you after this. Now, there was one little part of this article, bro. Say, hey, what are you doing? Five on five scrimmage? He's like, well, right now, two on two. What? What was that? <laughs> just two on two? <laughs> He's talking about how strong his scores. It's just two on two. But I'm putting Ben Simmons on the bud list because these quotes are so over the top. They're almost Robert Sala-esque that he needs to deliver. But Ben Simmons, I do believe in you. That's a good one, Wilds. That's a great article. The, the two on two scares you. It, it kind of just Why was like stuck in there. I was like, hey, man, we're yeah, like that's... threes maybe? <laughs> Uh, I would love nothing more than for Ben Simmons to reach his potential. That would be great. I thought the dude was going to be awesome. Even at his in his best years in Philly, I didn't think he was reaching his potential. He still wouldn't take jump shots. So hopefully all of that's He's out true. Here, man. He's playing twos. Just a 21, but still. <laughs> he is out here with his shirt off, working out. Looking good. Yeah. Prediction week continues. Which team will shock the NFL? Oh, maybe the New England Patriots? <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are just ro okay. What oh, is with the, the oil painting is too much? That oil painting is of him, but it was painted 600 years ago. It's amazing the things <laughs> the Prince can do. Really, really it's is supposed special. Supposed to be a, a serious show. Yeah. Prediction week. Uh, last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars went from three and 14 to nine and eight. Actually, won a playoff game, even though four interceptions and a half. Is that See, right? this guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> is that four? right? That's a Four lot. Four and one half. Not a good. Season for, for some. Carried on the royal shoulders of the prince who was promised. Uh -huh. Nick, who will be the team that surprises everyone this year? Well, I don't know why we're using the Jags as the setup because the Jags didn't surprise everyone. They surprised some people, but not everyone. Right. Some people knew it was coming all along. They had seen the prophecy. This is another team that should not be considered a surprise, but I think would be. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. The Steelers won nine games two years ago with what was left of Ben Roethlisberger. That team so badly knew. Do you remember at the end of that year, Ben did a victory lap around the stadium because he was so sure it was his final game? Yeah. And then they still made the playoffs <laughs> anyway. He's like, oh, my God, i got to keep going. That was better than remember a bye, that? wasn't it? Uh, and so it was better, better than, than a bye. bye. And then last year, what did they start? One and six? Mm. They have a rookie quarterback, their best players out injured, and they find their way to nine wins. They have a top three coach in the NFL. They do have, unlike a lot of these other pretenders, an actual top five defense in the NFL. They have the best safety in football, Minka Fitzpatrick, arguably the best edge rusher. He's on the very short list in yep. T.J. Watt. And they're, they're at least good to very good almost everywhere else. They, have, they always have good receivers. And, that yes, they are in a brutal division. That part I totally understand. But nobody seems to believe the Steelers that won nine games last year with everything working against them can win 11 games this year and win that division? Of course they can. And so while I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl because Kenny Pickett is not going to go through that gauntlet of AFC quarterbacks, I think Mike Tomlin can have them back in the playoffs with that defense and with Pickett just taking a reasonable year two jump. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you on the Steelers. I think they're going to have a very good year. Uh, my team, though, is who that? Oh. Who that nation? Stand up! <laughs> The New Orleans Saints. Ooh, they're the You're favorites. sleeping. You're snoozing, Nick Wright. I'm telling you, the New York, New, New Orleans Saints, they've got a major upgraded quarterback, mm -hmm. Derek Carr. Ooh, Andy Dalton was the quarterback last year. Major upgrade with Derek Carr. Uh, got some weapons, too, Chris Olave. And word is, Michael Thomas is actually oh healthy. Gosh. Like, he's really healthy yeah. now. All right, so he's what, 30 years old. He's that. He's been he's out fresh. for a long. I mean, he has, but he has, he's yeah, fresh. he's fresh. He has nowhere in terror <laughs> yeah. on him. That's for darn sure. So I, I think, look, the defenses will be the first time in Derek Carr's career. I, the defense might not be what it was because it's been yeah. great for several years, but it should be good. First time you have a top ten defense in his career, and I think that'll help him Can out. We stay Bad here division for, a for the most part. Before we get to your team, all right. 
First of all, as often as the case, Brew is cheating. That they are the favorites to win their division. Yeah, that is not so. a surprise unless you think they're going to be like a no, twelve. Nobody's expecting much from New Orleans. What? I mean, somebody they have to put somebody in okay. front. That's a bad division uh, for the, the most part. So here's here's my only question because everybody is talking about the significant upgrade they got it in Derek Carr. Yeah, is there not something to be said that hey? Andy Dalton in Cincinnati and Derek Carr in Vegas were somewhat similar. And when for when the Bengals were done with Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton was done. Whether we recognized it or not, similar with how when the Colts were done with I'm sorry, when the Falcons were on Matt Ryan or when the Chargers were done with Phillip Rivers, they were done. I understand Carr is younger than Phillip Rivers was, but there isn't real concern that Derek Carr might be n- not the player that he was a few years ago. Like, that's not a real concern. If you want to take the most negative viewpoint okay. possible, <laughs> sure. Okay? But you hit it on the head. He's younger than Andy Dalton was. And I think he was better than Andy Dalton was. Wouldn't you agree with that? I don't know. Andy Dalton. I think uh, Dalton a little more, more pedestrian. Yeah. He, he got to the playoffs, sure. but a little more pedestrian okay. than Derek Carr. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I like the pickup of Derek Carr. I'd say the thing that I'd be concerned about if I was New Orleans is usually the first year with a new offensive coordinator or in a new system, he's not as effective as, as his second year, and that's been pretty consistent over the course of, of his career. I'm going to take another team out of that division. I think the Falcons are going to be a team that can surprise. It. So now on offense, they've got six number one draft picks on, on offense. Three of them that's are on crazy. the offensive line. Okay, so that, that's one component of it. They've got an explosive tight end, we think, Kyle Pitts. He should be better than we've seen. They've got a, a potentially an explosive receiver in Drake London outside. They drafted B. John Robinson, but they already had a really impressive running game. Right. Tyler Algier, who's there, he rushed over 200 times for a 4.9-yard average. So it doesn't matter who they put in the game at running back. That guy can be effective. They've had a massive overhaul of the team in general, so they've gotten younger. They've infused, they've infused that component of it. So all the losing that they've been used to, those guys haven't been a part of that. So with a young team that's as talented as they are offensively, and add Jonu Smith. He did a really nice job in Tennessee when he was with the head coach previously. They've got a lot of things that you like. I don't know where they're going to show up on, on defense. I'm not sure where that's going to go, but they should be able to score a lot of points and, and be in... Almost every game. Yeah, that's good. Um, if you get a chance at home and you're on DVR or you're watching on YouTube or digital or the podcast even, go back and listen to Nick's take on the Steelers uh-huh. and then say, wow, sounds like you could say the same thing about the mighty, mighty New England Patriots. Great coach, franchise that always wins, starts slow, but they kind of work their way up. Even it was a bad year, and they're going to make a leap. That's going to yeah, nobody said the Patriots. No one said the Patriots because they are literally the most likely to surprise anyone. If you're mentioned in this segment, you're not actually likely to surprise anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of an M.C. Escher painting. You're kind of stuck. Uh, coming up next. Okay, guys. I might not do I this didn't segment. Say a segment that Coach, Nick didn't want to do. Coach, you want to do it for me? Sure. I didn't want to do it. It's dumb. They know it's dumb. They just want me to get upset. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Now we're about to do a show, uh, segment, excuse me, that Nick didn't want to do. We got into a miniature argument upstairs. It wasn't miniature. And I said, I'll be fair. And I will be. The Vikings have made TJ Hawkinson the league's highest paid tight end. It's a four-year extension, averaging over $17 million a year. Travis Kelsey, who is the best tight end in the world, 
is scheduled to make around $14 million. Mm -hmm. I can ask you several questions. I yeah. can ask you how should he feel about this. Uh, uh, I could ask you, is this something or nothing? Mm -hmm. I could ask you, are the Chiefs doing a bad job with Travis Kelsey? Is he a threat to leave? Threat to leave? What, what do you want to ask? <laughs> you, I didn't want to do I, this I, second. I, I, I got to step on your team. I got a question too. Well, go, ask away. Can you put TJ Hawkinson on the board? Why? Because Dusty pitched he's, this he's to me, and now he convinced must have convinced you. The, the fact oh, did he? I didn't even the, know that. The, that was the, Dusty and I no, like this. The, good for TJ Hawkinson for getting money. I, and listen, I don't think he's the best tight end in football. No, no he does. So is George Kittle angry? He's ever George Kittle's the second best tight end in football, right? Where with the tight end for the. Andrews for the Ravens. I didn't even see him on there. He's the third best tight end. Mm -hmm. Have any of those people gone in one of America's most trusted luxury publications, such as Vanity Fair, and openly discussed how happy they are He's despite the fact they're not making money? The answer to that question is no. You know why? Vanity Fair would not deign to talk to any other tight end in football. They know who Travis Kelsey is because he is the best tight end ever on a dynastic team. And he's very happy about that. And you two rabble rousers trying rabble -rousing? to sow we, division. We just, what? We're just reading the, we're the just What do you, what team? Right? Just What's the no, team? Uh, Tell me. You know, uh, none of those guys also went in Vanity Fair, that luxury magazine or whatever you call it. Um, and talked about their contract, how they're underpaid. He did say that. He, he could have just talked about how happy I am. He was asked he about the contract, and he said the fact. Of course I'm underpaid, and I'm fine with it. Okay. So, so is, it, is there the only other sort of tangential story uh -huh. here, and I don't want to get in your craw. No, you do. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. But you also don't have your best defensive player. So, Currently yeah, so in the, camp so because I, he wants so got a lot of guys talking about taking money. Will, hold on, no. There's not a lot of guys talking about money. There's one guy. Second and the, third best players, right? Travis Kelsey is not talking about money. Travis Kelsey was asked directly, and he said, I'm good with he's it. He's good with it. Patrick Mahomes has been asked directly. Is he good talking about it. money? He said he's good with it. I, when we had our mini argument upstairs, said if you want to talk Chris Jones, we should have a Chris Jones discussion because the GM of the Chiefs yesterday <clears> somewhat oddly said – he still thinks he could play week one. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think Chris Jones is going to make it for week one, but maybe he can. But I, and maybe I'm crazy, don't think the Vikings tight end getting a contract extension has any impact on Chris Jones' status with the Chiefs. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that maybe there's Tyreek's a beautiful making mind all scenario. that money. Like, wow. Yeah, things with Tyreek is Justin Jefferson's going to get a dough. new deal. Like, man, I'm the best pass. I just like Travis Kelsey. I want to see him paid handsomely. I think that's very it. Happy. I want the Chiefs to get their money. That's me too. <laughs> Capitalize on this great. Speak is up next. Prediction week.